You're listening to Trending with Timory. So, what's trending? If you'd like to join the conversation, go ahead and reach out on social media. We'd love to hear from you. Just head over to relevantradio.com forward slash trending to get connected. Share your thoughts on today's show. Joining me is Obi Nuju Ekocha from Pro-Life Africa and the author of Target Africa. Recently on Twitter, she's called Planned Parenthood out in the midst of conversation surrounding racism, not only as protests are rather radical here in the United States, but also there in the UK where you live now, Obiunuju, is that correct? Yes. Uh, Timory, thanks for having me on your show. This uh, is quite a pleasure for me. I am Nigerian, as maybe some of your uh, relevant radio listeners may know, but I live in the United Kingdom and have done so uh, for the last 14 years. So we are having some protests here as well in parts of the country. Wow. It's very fascinating times to kind of see how people are reacting to uh, just everything over the last couple months from coronavirus to the tragic death of George Floyd. And now you called Planned Parenthood out as Planned Parenthood has been posting and commenting about how devastated they are and their outrage over the violence against black lives. Yet not often, we spoke about this earlier in the show about their eugenics roots and their targeting of the African community along with other uh, communities that they consider impoverished that they would like to blot out. But why did you call out Planned Parenthood? And can you tell us stories of how Planned Parenthood Federation of America has targeted the African people with population control via abortion and contraception? Right. So, um, actually, I had to, I had to comment uh, on that day when I saw that tweet by Planned Parenthood, something about, um, the protest, something about, uh, George Floyd's most unfortunate death and, you know, they're out there being Planned Parenthood, showing their outrage. And I, and I said to them, listen, <laughs> you have to sit this one out because I'm sure most of your listeners again may know, uh, the, the roots of, of Planned Parenthood, deeply rooted in eugenics, uh, the founder of, of Planned Parenthood, uh, Sangha, Margaret Sangha, she was a card carrying, uh, eugenicists. A lot of them at that time who were the so-called, uh, quote unquote feminists and those who were moving for reproductive rights, uh, in the 1920s and 30s. Many of them were eugenicists. So, uh, their mm-hmm. organization is founded on this. They have in the United States, uh, they, uh, a lot of people who live in the U.S. will also know that Planned Parenthood facilities are located very close to minority right. communities. But apart from that, as you asked me, I have uh, a lot of um, interest in the international uh, pro-life work. So Planned Parenthood Federation of America, PPFA, as you know it, is actually a child, I'd say the oldest and the richest child of the IPPF, International Planned Parenthood Federation. And I've had so many dealings with them and so much brush with them because they, in this incarnation as IPPF, then go out to other countries, especially poorer countries, and bring debt to the the populations there. They are doing population control. They are aborting babies. So uh, that was why I had to come because not only do I know how PPFA has uh, devastated and destroyed communities, uh, minority and poor communities in the United States, we see them in other parts of the world where they are busy doing their terrible work of eugenics. 
That's Obianuju Ekocha. She is, again, the author of Target Africa, and she's sharing her experience of how Planned Parenthood has targeted the African people. Obianuju, can you speak to maybe some specific stories that you're aware of, of how Africa has targeted the community and specific women and what they've gone through there in Africa as a result? Yeah, so recently, in fact, it wasn't two days ago that this news hit the local papers in Ghana that PPAG, which is the Planned Parenthood Association of Ghana, again, that name Planned Parenthood, if anyone wonders, it's really the same organization. They just wore another coat and went into Ghana. They were saying that in the last three years, they have aborted about 2,000 babies. First of all, I tell people, African countries are pro-life. African countries do not have legal abortion. So it starts w with the question, how is it that Planned Parenthood Association of Ghana is able to admit publicly that they have aborted over 2,000 babies? in the last three years and nobody is asking them the very basic question that is supposed to be asked which is is it legal so they are there what they're saying is they're doing illegal abortions um we mm. also have them in nigeria where they are doing a lot of that work they are aborting babies illegally but not just that they are uh, able to get money from western nations and western governments uh, that give them money so uh canadian government has given lots of money to reproductive uh, rights and and these uh, sexual rights groups including and of course uh, Planned Parenthood being the, the first of, of the, the, those kinds of organizations they get these millions of dollars from the West then they come into African countries mm -hmm. uh, they're doing legal abortions but in addition to that and more dangerously than that they are lobbying very actively lobbying African parliaments to have African nations legalize abortion and this work has gone on let's say for the last decade very actively and that is part of my major campaign against them is to try to stop them because no matter what they answer, whether they answer Planned Parenthood Federation or Planned Parenthood Association of Ghana or Planned Parenthood Nigeria, they are all Planned Parenthood and it is a Western organization uh, acting like they are part of our you know, African institutions and they're not. And to provide some context, this is just abortions being done in Ghana. So they're saying 2,000 in three years. That's about three abortions a day. And remember, Ghana, in comparison to the United States, is you know smaller than the size of Texas. That's a lot of illegal abortions for a place where abortion is not legal. And so it's quite shocking to see this. Can you tell us about these abortions? Are these predominantly women who they claim are you know kind of getting that exception for rape, for um in, it wouldn't be an abortion yet. For some reason, people continue to call a procedure to remove a child after miscarriage an abortion, which is not abortion. Uh, but in cases of incest, no, that does right. the two thousand is not it. It's not. Okay. it's not like miscarried babies. They, these right. are real abortions. They are actually. I would think they're surgical abortions. So I believe that the 2,000 number they're given, it's a modest figure. I think they're doing a lot more than that, you see, Timur, because they, we now have medical abortions where a lot of Western organizations, sexual rights groups are coming with misoprostol and they're coming with the, yes. you know, DIY abortions and the easy mm. ones where they are slipping pills, you know, into the hands of women and they are, you know, getting higher numbers and they're able to get their funding. It just kind of goes all around. And at the United Nations, when, when we go for our meeting once a year, we get to see them. They are talking proudly about the work that they are doing. Now, you asked about the women who... Uh, 
uh, they're saying, okay, these are the people we're helping, quote-unquote helping. Um, actually, what they're doing is so dangerous to African communities because in more, more cases than not, these are women who are probably exploited. So uh, situations where someone is in a, you know, in a school and, and a lecturer uh, decides to sleep with you for, for marks. We see these kind of things in Africa. Um, people who are serving within households and the boss wants to sleep with you. So these are situations that it, what Planned Parenthood or any organization needs to do is not to go in and, and look for the product of these exploitations. It's to go right at the root and take out exactly what women are suffering from in some parts of African society. So they are kind of covering up the, the, the real crime, which is the crime against women, the violation of women, the exploitation of women, um, underage girls. No, we don't want you to delete uh, the evidence of what has happened. We need right now for justice to be done. And justice doesn't mean killing the child. Justice means going all the way to the root to find out exactly who are those who are exploiting women within African communities. And Planned Parenthood is making it much easier for them um, as, they, as they are doing their work. And it comes all the way round to Western taxpayers because most people in the United States may not even understand that somehow, um, in some cases, their tax money may be going to this kind of uh, horrible mission that these organizations are, are, are undertaking in, in African nations. And in, in a little bit, I want to dive a little bit more into the gender inequality that people point to taking place in Africa. And they try to use abortion um, as like the answer to it all. And you're saying it's not. Well, unpack that a little bit more because I'm shocked. Even a lot of Catholics, even pro-life people think, well, maybe contraception is the solution for places in Africa where we're seeing this abuse of women. So we'll dive into that in a bit. But you touched on something really important. And that is the fact that even our American dollars, taxpayer dollars have gone to this. And this has been one of the great things about this current administration is that we have pulled our funds in some instances, such as we no longer fund United Nations Population Fund currently, which helps to target, unfortunately, abortion for women in Africa and other areas as well around the world. I want to dive a little bit more in a second into the um, to the elements of who is actually having these abortions. Are they just sexual abuse victims or are Planned Parenthood and other organizations creating a demand for abortion outside of sexual abuse? We'll be right back on Trending with Timory. Timory will be right back. You can reach her on Instagram and Twitter at Timory. That's T-I-M-M-E-R-I-E. Solidarity HealthShare is simple to help pay for affordable, quality health care. They enable the community to share in each other's eligible medical expenses. You choose the doctor that you want to see. Even integrative and alternative medical treatments are eligible. Solidarity HealthShare helps pay for NAPRO technology and costs associated with natural family planning. Solidarity HealthShare is dedicated to both faith and your health care. Information is available at SolidarityHealthShare.org. Bridging your Catholic faith with your everyday life. You're listening to Trending with Timory. 
I'm back with Obianunju Ekocha. She's from Pro-Life Africa and the author of Target Africa. And we're talking about the really targeting of Planned Parenthood and population organizations and the eugenics movement that's targeting the African people. Now, Obianunju, one comment I'm always shocked to hear, and we kind of started to touch on this just a moment ago, is that unfortunately, Many Western pro-life and even Catholic individuals, Christian individuals, ignorantly think that contraception is a good option for your culture because they perceive it as a male-dominant culture that's sexually aggressive toward women. And so in the name of gender inequality, people who are pro-life are advocating for contraception and at times even abortion. Is this helping the culture? And in terms of the abortion numbers that we see in Africa, are most of these women who are seeking abortions going for elective purposes or because they're victims of some form of sexual abuse? Yeah, so actually this question has a lot of parts to it. Let me uh, dive into the uh, contraception question about people who uh, may mean well and they think they mean well and they're thinking, well, what's wrong with just bringing contraception? There's actually a lot of things wrong with bringing contraception, you know, uh, to an African village and you start sharing it like it's, it's vitamins or something that would help women. I tell people it will not help. I haven't seen one single person in an African country or in all my experience going from one African country to another, where somebody said to me, you know, I took these contraceptives and my life changed for the better. What will really change the life of a woman all around 360 degrees of, you know, uh, of, of this woman's life is education, empowerment through education. And for, on many occasions, I have spoken out at different forums about this and the Western lobby, the Western groups, the Western organizations, they keep turning a blind eye to it. So it's almost like they don't really care if African women are going to school. But as long as we give you contraception, okay, bye, you know, get on well. It doesn't change anybody's life. You give someone contraceptives today, you come back two years from today, if nothing happens around this woman, if she's not in school, if she is not getting the right training that she needs to be independent or to be able to stand on her on her two feet or to be able to help herself and her family, then you haven't really changed anything. What you've done is you've drugged up our population, which is not an unusual thing that has happened at several times and in different places in many parts of Africa. So that is the one thing. Education, anyone who really genuinely cares, you know, the Catholics who think contraception would help actually know what will help is putting that focus on education um, that a girl is able to go to school. It gives her so much more confidence. It can take her out of poverty. It, it puts her away, makes her out of reach for child marriage, for example, because parents will not uh, willingly, in most cases, they will not willingly go and t- take their daughters out of school in order to get them married off. When child marriage happens is usually where a girl has no access or no help in terms of education and she's just sitting there. Perhaps her uneducated parents might just say, okay, you go and marry somebody. And that becomes child marriage. And then Planned Parenthood then comes in at that point uh, after the fact, uh, when the girl's life is already destined for poverty, because a girl who doesn't get educated in the right way, get the basic education, is destined already for for poverty. We've seen this. It's like a vicious cycle. Uh, So they come in and they start offering contraception and abortion. You know, there's so much inequality here. There's inequality because the inequality starts at the point of education. If the number of 
girls who are uh, out of school is so um, there's such a, a huge gap. There's actually a real gap between the boys who are uh, enrolled in school and the girls who are enrolled in school. If the international community would only look that closely at that point and correct it, you make sure that the girls are going to school at the same time they're learning to read and write, they are getting the basic education, they're getting the basic life skills, then you've already set them up. Then you don't have to be telling them, oh, come take contraception because now they know how to read, a, you know, the insert and they can tell that there is something like you know like this that could give them a lot of side effects speaking of side effects we've also handled a lot of that in different african countries where western organizations come in dump their contraceptives that then cause a lot of health problems because women are taking these contraceptives and then they're having side effects of which they don't have access to doctors to go to so that then becomes yet another issue that is being created across different african uh, rural regions and nobody is talking about that. So Planned Parenthood, Marie Soaps International, all these sexual rights groups, they are doing us a huge disservice. And those people who think it's like a goodwill to help them or support them or, you know, let's be open-minded about that, that actually also doing us a disservice in thinking that way. Uh, we need our dignity and our dignity begins from the point where boys and girls equally are getting trained uh, with the basic knowledge that people need in life, things that you take for granted in the West, that everyone gets an education until they're at least 16 years old. Most people in many parts of Africa don't have that. They don't have that. There's, not, you know, more than 90 million children who are mm -hmm. out of school right. um, who should be getting educated, who are not getting it. So we need we need people to talk more about that. That's Obi Anuju Akocha, author of Target Africa. You're listening to Trending with Timory. If you'd like to weigh in on the conversation, just head over to relevantradio.com forward slash trending and connect on social media. Obi Anuju, you just summarized so well the confusion people have. They believe that in the name of gender inequality, that by providing contraception and abortion, that that's what helps women, but it contributes to abuse. It covers things up. And they'll also try to claim that, well, okay, you want education. Education. We'll give comprehensive sex education. So again, that you're quote unquote sexually protected. But in reality, you pointed out so beautifully and eloquently that education is needed to lift women out of poverty, to lift them out of sexual abuse and child marriage so that they can support themselves in cultures and situations so that they can leave um, what could be a potentially abusive situation or leave a currently existing abusive situation rather than just being given a Band-Aid that doesn't even help protect the wound of what's going on. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, we've seen a lot of that and, and we, we have, uh, spoken out against it. And, you know, many times I have gone to Western countries. I've begged, uh, people in power to please stop funding organizations like Planned Parenthood or International Planned Parenthood Federation, what, however they exist, uh, because they are only perpetuating our, our problem and, and they are putting a lot of people into this vicious cycle, uh, of sexual exploitation and poverty. And they're just offering, uh, you know, the death of our children as a solution. It's like someone coming into a burning house and saying to you, you know, how this fire would, would be put out is if you kill your child, then you're able to run out of this house. No, uh, we we need uh, a, we need something a lot more human than that and something with, with a lot more consideration for entire communities. And we are pro-life anyway. We love family. We love children as societies. Uh, and, and so they're not helping us. Um, 
in order for us to be able to live within our rightful cultural views and values with regards to human dignity and human, you know, uh, human dignity and the sanctity of human life at every point and stage of development. That's Obinuju Akocha here on Trending with Timory. Obinuju, one of the comments you often make is that the culture in Africa is actually naturally pro-life. So we may have this gender inequality, but there's value to new life. There's a celebration of life. So my question for you is, how has Western civilization's influence and really intrusion into your culture caused maybe a pro-abortion mindset in a culture that's naturally pro-life? Yeah, they're getting access to our children through the United Nations. Um, now, this is, this is actually something that has become quite problematic because, uh, the sexual rights groups, Planned Parenthood, International Planned Parenthood Federation, Marie Stopes International, DKT International, all these organizations are going to the United Nations and proposing this so-called comprehensive sexuality education, which you alluded to earlier. Um, it's, you know, it sounds like a one-off thing, but it really isn't. They want Wanted to become the part of a universal curriculum whereby children in every country, it doesn't matter, even pro-life countries, will then have it, you know, have made it necessary and compulsory for them to take the CSE, the Comprehensive Sexuality Education, which then has as part of it, as we have studied it and we've gone right deep into it, and I write about it in Target Africa anyway, it all has part of it that abortion is all right, abortion is a, woman, a woman's right, abortion can be made it's safe it's, if it's legal um you know sexuality doesn't come with responsibility your sexual rights mm -hmm. your sexual pleasure all of this so these organizations are using a marketing almost a marketing campaign targeting the younger generations in africa and yes and then in that way to answer your question is bringing about in almost an organic way a pro-abortion mm -hmm. mentality or a mentality which then takes it that it's no big deal uh, if one aborts a baby in a, in a difficult situation, for example, which is not wow. the way our parents and our grandparents thought and taught us. But then the World Health Organization and the United Nations is coming with a whole new plan of getting an entire generation of African kids through policy. Wow. And our countries are very friendly to these international organizations. So African uh, health ministries will open their doors quite easily, for example, to World Health Organization. But then what they don't realize is that World Health is coming with policy mm -hmm. that has been proposed right. by sexual rights groups in the West. Obinuja, that makes me ask one question. Wow, we're seeing a turning of a generation in terms of ideas surrounding sexuality. Do you see that most of the younger generation now is more pro-abortion? No. I still believe that our culture, uh, our culture is so firmly rooted within who we are. Uh, but then the struggle is real. The struggle is real. So in African countries, there's a poll that I always talk about and I have written about as well, um, where most Africans... Even though we know what abortion is, but people still know it's wrong. So even when they're polled, they will tell you, you know, most of the people within a particular population within African society will tell you it's it's wrong. It's killing. So they're working hard, but uh, God is helping us to, to keep our, our, our faith and our culture alive. That is Obinuju Akocha. She's the author of Target Africa. We'll link to her on social media. If you just head over to relevantradio.com forward slash trending. Africa is still pro-life and we have to continue to battle to protect the pro-life positions of many cultures across the world.
You can listen to more of Trending with Tim Lee via the Relevant Radio app or at relevantradio.com slash trending.